Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. Today, we've got an interview with the coach who Trey Lance says, quote, absolutely changed my life. In his athletic career, Lance, recently the third overall selection of the San Francisco 49ers, has been blessed with some great coaches. Well, which one is he talking about? Let's find out. Shortly after he was selected third overall by the San Francisco 49ers in the 2021 NFL Draft, Trey Lance posted a sponsored video by Old Spice in partnership with Big Brothers Big Sisters, and he highlighted a few key people, including his AAU coach. Thousands of miles away, Joe Wallace and his wife marveled at how far the 15-year-old he first met in Marshall, Minnesota had come, both literally and figuratively. And like the player, the coach has big dreams too. Wallace is now an assistant basketball coach at Minot State, recently completing his master's degree there as well. I'm excited for you to hear from Coach Joel Wallace. Well, I am thrilled to have as my guest today, Coach Joel Wallace. Joel, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Just humbled to be here. Uh, Excited to talk to you. Joel, I want to start first with a little bit about what your youth sports experience was like growing up. Uh, I had a really unique youth experience just because I grew up with two older brothers. Uh, I also have a younger sister, but I've got an older brother that's think about five years older than me and then another brother that's three years older than me. And so my youth experience was like full throttle, uh, just with all three of us in sports. It was, you know, going to the brothers games and going to my games and a couple in between. Um, and so I really got to just soak in youth sports a lot. And that was mostly because of my dad. Uh, my dad's a a high school assistant at a high school in, in Bellevue, Nebraska, Bellevue East. And just, he couldn't be a better person. You know, obviously he's my dad, so I'm going to be biased in that. But the way that he he just loved on us and taught us the game of basketball and really the, the game of life made a huge impact on, you know, on us as kids. And part of that was just getting us involved in as many sports as we possibly could. High school, I was a, a 12-sport athlete. Uh, I played basketball, football, and soccer because uh, in the state of Nebraska, they have football in the, the fall and then soccer in the spring. So uh, play a sport every season that you possibly could uh, and then the summers it was AU basketball and you know the summer workouts and so it was just I mean it was full on sports all the time so just having that having a dad that really loved on us and coached our teams even though truth be told I did not like my dad coaching my teams <laughs> just something when you went home you know you just had to talk to him all the time about it so I was blessed with a lot of like other coaches that poured into me that taught me things that even to this day I can remember learning them. I can remember remember learning some soccer concepts uh, by Coach Hansen when I was in like second grade that I still remember to this day. Basketball was the same thing and just by a whole bunch of different coaches. Coach Ludwig was one of them. Coach Ludwig did not let us shoot any shots like outside like free throw lane like you know 15 feet. It was at third grade there's no reason to shoot a three. So that's always stayed in my head even to this day is you know just little things like that but I loved the 
coaches that I got to experience. And so growing up with that, growing up with my dad impacting all of these kids. And when we went on vacation, you know, my dad's from outside of Detroit. So when we went on vacation and we drove everywhere because he had four kids. So there was no flying. We didn't have the money for that. We would drive and we would stop all over the place on the way over there. And it was always to meet some sort of former player. And it was awesome. We'd go to those former players' house and the first thing it would be like, oh, coach, this is my wife. These are my kids. You know, oh, you remember when you did that in practice? Man, I couldn't stand that. But, oh, it was awesome. I loved having you as a coach, this, that, and the other. And it was for me just to see that blessing and to see my dad's eyes just light up. And he's an emotional guy. And he kind of passed that down to his kids. And so to see that and him get emotional and be like, you know, I wanted a piece of that. So I knew at like a young age that to be a coach was a huge, you know, you had a huge impact on people because they did it to me. They did it to my brothers, to my sister. That was my youth experience was great coaches that just made the sport fun. And we just learned along the way. You've given me some examples of some really powerful and positive coaches in your life, obviously, which includes your father. But was there a coach who you had a negative experience with that also shaped the way that you coach? Yeah, I'm not going to name any names. I think you can learn just as much from a bad coach as you can a really good coach. And it's all about the perspective that you walk in on that. You know, if, if you have a if you have a coach that you really struggle with, um, maybe it's the way that he treats his players, treats people around him. You know, you can you can hate that and despise that all you want, but you can also learn that from that and be like, you know what, I'm never going to do that to somebody. And so, especially like when you're low on the coaching totem pole, like I am right now. I take notice of coaches that sit there and treat me differently because I'm at the bottom, not because I'm going to be vengeful or anything you know, of that nature, but I'm going to make sure that the next graduate assistant or, you know, the volunteer assistant that I run into later down the road, like I'm going to treat that guy just as I would another head coach because I remember being in that same situation. So I've had bad coaches. Um, I disagree with the way that they spoke to me or to others. And I just learned from that. Like I'm, I'm going to be different from that. And it's all about perspective when you walk into those types of situations and deal with those types of people. Joel, what was something you tried to impart on your young athletes? Uh, I think the biggest thing is it's bigger than basketball. And it's it's such an overstated uh, it's kind of like the culture. It's kind of like doing things the right way. Like everybody's, everybody's saying it, but there's a reason why people should do it that way. You know, if we can teach a kid the game of life through the game of basketball, then that's huge. That's going to take them way further. And so, you know, if I can sit there and teach these young guys, you know, to battle adversity, whether it's a knee injury, whether it's playing time, you know, a lot of these kids come in and they're, they're the top dog in their high school. You know, at, at the Division Two level, we have great basketball. Division One's the same way. It's like you may average 20-some points a game at your high school, and it may be a lower-level high school. And you get to college, and, you know, you may have been the biggest kid on the floor. Now you're the smallest. And you're going to have to adjust to that. And a lot of kids just psychologically have been told, man, you're so good. You should be doing this. You should be, you know, D1 or starting or whatever. And that gets in their head. And for them to show up and then realize like, oh, man, this is not at all how I envisioned it. You know, if they give up the next time that they reach something difficult in life, they're going to do the exact same thing where it's like, oh, I'm just I don't want to deal with this. And we live in a society right now where that's like projected as, okay. you know, live your best life. That's not the case. Like. Yeah, live your best life, but go through trial and error, like fail, you know, no fear of failure and have fun failing. 
you know, go through these different environments and these situations and like put yourself in tough spots because you're going to come out way stronger. Uh, my mom t- told me a story once. I, I don't know the, the exact terms of it or the names or anything, but it was about a guy who took a boulder up a hill. And he just kept taking this boulder up a hill and kept taking it and taking it every single day. It just got heavier and heavier. And he kept failing when he kept getting to the towards the top. You know, it started low, failed low, went medium, failed medium, went high, failed high. But then he went up against competition who had never failed before. And he crushed him. Why? Because he'd been taking that boulder up the mountain. And so that's something that my parents taught us is like fail often, fail big, because at some point you're going to meet something that you have to you know, carry through. And to have those life lessons is going to be huge. So to have an 18-year-old kid learn that at 18, he's got a huge jumpstart on people that are even in the corporate world at you know, 26, 27, you know, 28. So that's a lot of time to, you know, to take advantage of experiences, life experiences and relationship experiences. So that's something that I really try to, you know, live out one, uh, but then two, just kind of like teach them that it's okay to fail and that you're going to fail more times than not in life. It's just the way that it works. What was your first impression of young Trey Lance? It's funny. So, uh, you know, as I knew I was going to be doing this, I just kind of tried to think. And, you know, I know Trey through many Mustangs, this camp that we did. And Trey just has such a presence about him, you know, especially in Marshall. It's a small, smaller town, small community. So everybody knew who Trey Lance was. And everybody knew that Trey Lance was an athlete. And so even for me, it's one of those things where I see that and – you know, I the first time I had to go talk to him and be like, hey, I'm going to be your head coach for AAU in the summer. I was a bit intimidated. You know, it's like you go up there and you're like, hey, I'm going to be your new head coach. Like he can either look at me and be like, oh, they chose this guy, you know, or he could be like, I'm excited. And so my first impression was just like the weight of like this is a great kid that's well respected by his peers and he's going to try hard. And so I don't want to fail him. So there's a little bit of in- intimidation there. Um, but I mean, as soon as we talked and it was like, hey, I'm going to be your coach. He's like, oh, all right. Like, let's get it going. This is going to be awesome. And I'm excited. And so to have that first experience and then go into the first practice and just his ability to love on other people, you know, because you do AAU and that's why I coached him was with summer basketball. It's, you know, you got one kid from Marshall. You got another kid from Bold High School. You got another kid from Wilmer. You know, you got all these kids coming together that never played before. And that can either be a beautiful thing or it can be a train wreck. And Trey was part of that team that just made that such a beautiful like blend of personalities and because you know everybody knew that he was really good but he never walked around like I'm the man I need my shots get me the ball it was hey let's listen to coach hey let's you know get the right shot hey let's make sure we're you know trying harder on defense whatever that may be like Trey was just very smart and was just such a leader from the beginning. Trey says you quote unquote absolutely changed his life I also saw the Old Spice commercial where he gives you a shout out. How does that make you feel to hear those things? Oh, man, it was super emotional right off the bat. You know, I I poured a good amount of time into Trey, not because, you know, I felt obligated to, but like he's just a great person to pour into. Um, But to get that notoriety or whatever the word is for it, it was just emotional. I was with my wife when, you know, I saw it just you know, cried. There's no, you know, I have no shame. I definitely cried. And, 
you know, to hear Trey say that I absolutely changed is super humbling. Um, not something that I would ever like, you know, promote like, oh, I, I changed this kid's life. It's just it's a true honor, especially because he's got great people around him already that are outside of me. He's got great parents. Uh, Angie and Carlton are just two phenomenal human beings that have loved on me and, and my wife who, you know, we've been married less than a year and they've been just pouring into us and like, you're going to love marriage. And so it's like, it's like a give and take, you know, I, I love Trey and Bryce and Angie and Carlton and they love me and my wife right back. And so to hear that, I just, you know, absolutely changed Trey's life. I don't have a ton of words because I'm speechless. I'm honored. You know, I just, I'm blessed to be put in that situation. I'm just, I'm happy that I was able to play a a small part in Trey's life. What was one of the important lessons that Trey learned playing under you? One of the things I I think I helped Trey learn or realize within himself was just what a leader is and what a leader should do in different situations. One of the situations I can kind of vividly remember was uh, with Trey. You know, Trey wasn't a guy that wanted the ball in his hands all the time. You know, that wasn't that's not Trey's personality or wasn't, I should say. And so at one point, like we needed somebody to just take the ball and go. And, you know, the the team wasn't scoring the way they should have been. And we just needed his dominant personality, his dominant, you know, physical stature, athleticism. Like, it's time to just take it and go, Trey. And so at one point it was it was Trey's show. And I told him, like, hey, I know you want to be a leader. I know you want to be selfless. I know you want to make the extra pass. But sometimes that's not the right play. I need you to be selfish and just take it and just go to the rim. And, you know, Trey, I think battled with that for a little bit where it's like, I don't understand. Like, he's open. Yes, he is. But you have the better shot because it's you taking it. And so, like, we battled that. And then not everybody is is made the exact same. Not everybody is built the exact same mentally or physically. It can be frustrating when you're a type of person that puts their all into everything that they do. And to look across and see the guy, you know, in the same exact uniform on your team that's right there next to you, not putting that effort in, it can be super frustrating. You can take, you can do two things with that. You, you can either get super frustrated and just start barking at the guy and make him go down. Or you can lead by example and going up and hitting them and, hey, let's get going. Let's go. Let's, you know, this is our defensive stop right here. Let's go. I'm right there with you. And so to take on that perspective and to lead by example and to lead by positive leadership, I think is huge in this day and age. And for him, that that was something that I think he took and just ran with was his ability to just be looking at everybody else and say, hey, come with me and we'll go. You know, I'm going to do this and you guys come alongside me and and, you know, there's going to be a person that doesn't listen. There's going to be a kid that doesn't take that lesson. But at the end of the day, like if they don't, you just got to leave them by the wayside and just keep doing things the right way, because that's what you're supposed to do instead of just you know, misery loves company. So don't be that guy that's going to join them. Right. Just keep leading, just doing positive leadership and they can either stay on the bus or they can get off. What's something that stood out to you in this lead up to the NFL draft? Okay, this is something that my wife pointed out that I didn't even really notice. So we had the opportunity to, we were driving through Fargo. Uh, I was going to a wedding down in Omaha, so we were driving and we go through Fargo and I, you know, I text Trey and ask if he wants to, uh, if he wants to meet up and, and have, you know, a bite to eat quick. 
And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Which one, like, he's so busy. I think it was like the day of or the day, you know, after his second pro day. And so the guy's busy and we, and we all get that. And so, but he replies right away. Yes. would love to see you. Let's go eat. And so we go and we eat at Chipotle actually the day that they announced his little like tray bowl. And so we go there and we eat for probably an hour and Trey did not touch his phone one time that entire time. And in this day and age, that's unheard of for a kid at, you know, 20 years old to not touch his phone and to just put all of his attention into us and ask about how we're doing, how, you know, like how's life, how's mine out, how's coaching going. And, and to have Trey just like be that type of person was awesome. And we talked about the different landing spots and, you know, he had his thoughts and, you know, I had my own you know, selfish ambition. Like I wanted him to go to Denver, not because I'm a Denver fan by any means, but I was like, there's a straight flight from Minot to Denver. I can go and it's cheap. And so I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I can go and I can go and I can watch you a couple of times and it'll be cheap. And I was like, San Francisco, it's either me going or my wife's going like, we're not going at the same time because we can't afford that. And Trey's just laughing and he's, you know, he's just, he's all fun with it. And so just, to watch him go from that, you know, that 15 year old kid that I got to coach to being all of a sudden the third overall draft pick was just incredible. And to not change and to not change his personality, not change the way they treated us or anybody like that's just it's unreal. And it speaks again to the testament of Angie and Carlton and how they've raised their kids because Bryce is the exact same way. What do you think, as you think about future student-athletes that you're going to be coaching, what's that enduring lesson that you'll point to with Trey Lance? What would you want your future athletes you coach to learn from Trey Lance? I think I think one of the things that I'd want them to do is just is pursue your dream no matter what anybody else is saying and whatever anybody else thinks. Like, I, you know, as adults, I think we get so jaded on, like, you're not going to be able to do this because you're this, right? You're told by society that you're not going to be able to make it because you grew up in Marshall, Minnesota, and you didn't play against the top talent, or you're not going to be able to go to the NFL because you didn't go play Division One, or, you know, this, like, don't let the world tell you what you can or can't do, because if you just bet on yourself you treat people the right way. You do things the right way. You know, you put in the work because Trey didn't just get there, you know, by doing nothing and just, you know, his raw scale. That's not how it works. You know, everybody credits his ability to get into the into the, the film room and asking questions and being at the facility early and holding those around him accountable. Like those those things are what got Trey from Marshall, Minnesota to the third overall draft pick. It's things like that. And so don't listen to what other people are telling you you can or cannot do. Just attack your dreams and do it the right way and good things will happen. I'm not going to promise you that you're going to be the third round draft pick or the third overall draft pick in the NBA draft. But what I can promise you is you're going to learn a lot from it and you're going to come out of this place better than when you came in. And that's, you know, as an adult, like to have that play out right in front of you from somebody that you've been around is pretty special. My first ever game that I coached as a head coach was a summer AU game of a U16 team. And I coached the third overall draft pick in the NFL draft. I never would have guessed it, but here we are. And how awesome is that? So to be an adult, see that all play out is just incredible. Who was the opponent and what was the result in that game? Oh man, I'm pretty sure. I think it was Wisconsin Jets, from what I remember, and we did win. And I remember it was it was a win. But the overall weekend was not a win. 
And we had a losing record in that in that tournament. It was in Minneapolis. And like I said, I didn't think after that game, like, oh, man, I'm coaching an absolute stud that's going to go pro and something. But he learned a lot. He took all of his lessons and walked with them and made himself better day in and day out. Well, Coach, I'm really excited that you were able to join me, and I'm excited for your coaching future. I mean, what, a, what an incredible way to start, right? So congratulations and thank you. No, thank you. I, I appreciate it, and it's just been a blessing and just a blessing for Angie and Carlton to allow me to be in this position and coaching their kid. And uh, again, I can't say enough great things about, about that family, about Trey as a, as a player, as a person, and just the way he treats people is phenomenal. So it, it's been a blessing on my, my side the entire way. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast, subscribe, and share. And don't forget, you can contact me through my website, seankjensen.com. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you next time.